Welcome to Writers with Wrinkles, where authors Beth McMullen and Lisa Schmidt iron out the wrinkles in writing, publishing, and everything in between, one podcast at a time. Welcome to this bonus episode of Writers with Wrinkles. Today, we are talking about writing podcasts that we love. Podcasts are a lot like books. So when you're a fan, you want to share your enthusiasm. So that is what we are all about today. On a practical level, writing podcasts are great resources for helpful tips and important information and different insights into both writing and the publishing industry. I am a big fan. I have a whole bunch of them on my podcast feed. And as you guys know, I'm a total podcast junkie. So I'm totally excited to do this episode. I do need to say that we just recorded a whole bunch of the episode before realizing that I hadn't turned on record. So one of the things that we have a couple of things that we're striving to do in this episode. And the first one is that We are striving for me to hit the record button. So far, so good on that one. (laughs) So the other thing, and again, as we're talking about this, I realize how low the bar is at this point. We, I, I, you know, before Beth, before you, Beth McMullen, we're like, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. I had never really listened to podcasts. And so now I started listening to them more And one of the things that I've noticed is that other podcasters don't talk over each other. And they've (laughs) mastered the art of waiting a beat or two before the other finishes, where you and I are just like, blah, blah, blah. And then like, (laughs) talk. we just are, it's like, we forget we're doing a podcast. And I think we talk over each other sometimes, which I'm like, as I was listening to ours, I'm like, not everyone else does that. They all sound so professional and, you know, polished and we sound like a couple of schoolyard girls, like sitting around eating Doritos and talking. <laughs> so our, we need to polish our act. That's what I think. That's what I'm saying. I also <laughs> feel like we need to just stop being rude to each other because what? we just talk over each other. Like we're not listening and we're not being, we're not receiving the information. We're just yammering on. So, Okay. Two goals now, turn on the record and don't talk over each other. See, the podcast itself is a journey and we're taking you all with us. So these are two things that we're striving for today. And I'm very excited because I think we can do them. I think these are achievable goals, unlike writing 50,000 words in a month, but we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. But the other thing is, is that I'm not going to have my chair squeak. Um, So I'm really working on that. I can't do anything about my squeaky voice. That shall remain the same. I wish there could be like an auto-tune or something to make my voice sound like cool or sexy or something instead. Because like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my God, stop talking. I feel like there has to be something in GarageBand, which is what I use to edit the podcast and it has so much stuff in it. I find it terrifying. I use like the barest minimum of things in it. But I think in there, I think we could sound like people not like ourselves. So that maybe that will be something I add to my list to try to make us sound 
cooler than maybe we are. Wait, you could do that whole, you know how Britney Spears is that whole yang, 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 yang. <laughs> I do you know, not. Are you, are you, are you know what I'm talking about? How I they do, do that thing to her voice. I do so that her and Elton John sound the same. They sound exactly the same. I don't really like that much. I find it a little weird and... Okay, we do not aspire. I would. I think I would rather sound like Elton John than Britney Spears. Okay, we're getting way off track. However, however, we ended up at Britney Spears. I know that we've got a long way from where okay. we need to be. So we're going to bring this right back around to the podcasts. Okay. My first podcast that I love is called Writing Excuses. It is usually about 15 minutes an episode. They are on season 17. Yes, you heard me right, 17. So this has been around for a while. It focuses on craft and it gives you different things to think about that you might not ever think about otherwise, which is why I like it because it really takes me to places that I would not go. For example, there's an episode on using food as a creative device. There's an episode on how to write a character who is out of their depth. So things of that nature that I find really useful. The hosts are also very funny and engaging. So It's like a quick 15 minutes. It's perfect for a drive across town or you're waiting in line or any of those sort of transitional moments where otherwise you're just going to be scrolling uselessly on Twitter or Facebook or something. So instead, download these, plug them in. You'll, You'll use your time wisely. You'll get something out of it. I am a real fan of this one. Well, I can tell you you're off to a bad start. Because I'm really disappointed that this isn't a podcast about writing excuses. Like, let me listen to that so I can hear, like, what writing excuse I'm going to give to Beth McMullen today about why I'm not writing. (laughs) We could do that one on our own. I think we have enough writing excuses that we could just publish our own edition of writing excuses. But yes, I mean, the problem is that it's like the dog ate my homework. No one ever believes you when you say, oh, I just didn't get the pages done because I had to rake leaves or (laughs) my plumbing got backed up or I don't know, pick your poison. It's just no no one buys it. We all know that we're not, we're just sitting there staring at the blank screen. Yeah, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel for excuses at this point. So I just, I've forgotten how to write a book. There, there you go. It's out in the world. I've forgotten how to write a book and I don't know how to write a book anymore. Well, I'm here to (laughs) remind you that you say that at the beginning of every book. And then lo and behold, X amount of months goes by and you have a book. So I, you can say it, but it's not actually true. Sorry to burst your bubble. You do know how. It just feels like you don't know how. That's different. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to come up with my first one. So I will say at the beginning of the podcast, I lied and said that I never listened to them. And there is actually one podcast that I do listen to. And it was all it's all about ghost stories. 
And it's this man that just reads, you know, from a letter, like the ghost stories or paranormal events that happen. And whenever I'm walking or running or whatever I'm doing, and I'm listening to that, it's like, ooh, what are, you know, it's like the shadow people or, you know, the ghosts in the mirror, you know, there's always some crazy ghost story. And because I write ghost stories, I love it. So I do listen to that, but it's just him reading letters. So it's kind of, it's unique. But so when we started doing this podcast, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to other people's podcasts. And one that I found that I just love is called Writing the Broomstick. So it's Writing the Broomstick. And it's these two gals, and they're very funny, and they do a lot of banter and go back and forth. And what, what I first started, what was appealing to me is they, they were talking about ghosts. <laughs> so they're both really into ghost things, paranormal things, witchy things. I think they're both witches. Like, I, I just, they both talk about how they've cast spells and stuff. I know this That's sounds cool. Well, I, it sounds totally random, but they, they're just fun and they're authors, they're writers. And so, so while they're talking about all this, you know, interesting stuff that I find interesting, they're also really good writers as far as like giving good craft advice. So like they had one episode on writing ghosts and, you know, how not to make them so cliche and, I thought that was really interesting. And then they, the next one I listened to was about world building. And it was so good. Like when I'm walking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a notepad because this is really good craft, you know, information that I just love. And then they make it interesting because, you know, they're into witchcraft. So that's just cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that is really, that is really cool because ghost stories especially for kids and i guess equally so for adults are so popular right now that you do have to be really careful of being cliched and falling into these you know these very overworked types of descriptions or expectations of ghosts so that's actually i think if you're thinking about writing in that space that's probably a really good one to add to your rotation But they don't just, you know, talk about ghosts or, you know, it was just that was the episode that caught my eye that introduced me to them. So they really talk about craft, but it just that's their background and things that they like or they love paranormal stuff. They love witchcraft and (laughs) witchy stuff, but it's it's about craft. And but the way who they are makes it so interesting and fun. So right. Writing the broom stick. That's um, that's my first recommendation. All right, cool. And we're going to put all of these in the episode notes. So you will be able to find them easily when you're going to download them later. My second one is called Grammar Girl, Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. The title pretty much says it all. Again, it's short. It's about 15 minutes and it's focused on grammar. For example, the last episode that I listened to was describing the difference between through and throughout and when to use which one. So this is a great one if you sometimes find yourself tied up in knots over proper grammar, which is like all of us, right? So this is the this is the kind of 15 minutes where, again, I come away thinking, okay, I'm not going to forget that now which is totally great because English is so weird and there's so many exceptions 
and the rules all seem to be made to be broken. So I really appreciate this one kind of getting down in the weeds. And again, it's quick. So you can just absorb it, you know, in those transitions during your day. Well, I hope they have a whole episode on that. Because I never know when to use it and when not to use it. And my editor for Ollie Oxley and the Ghost was, I remember she like wrote off to the side, you know, she had highlighted that and like given me the rule for it. And even reading the rule, I'm like, I don't, I still don't understand when I'm supposed to use it and when I'm not supposed to use it. So hopefully she can just catch it as it goes like she tried to explain it to me and even like when I just did the book announcement she came in she's like oh my gosh I'm so excited she you know made some comments and I'm like I still don't know when I'm supposed (laughs) to use that and when I'm not supposed to use that and she were we're just cracking up I find that I tie myself up in knots right I think I have it right and then I read it again and I start to have doubt And then I read it out loud and then I have more doubt and then I look up the rule and then I'm totally confused. And then I go back to what I originally did and I leave it there. And then I get yelled at by copy editors who use like lots of exclamation points to get me to stop doing the thing that I'm doing that's driving them crazy. And it's just, I think there's so many exceptions to everything that you think you haven't figured out. And then the rule doesn't apply to that particular instance. English is hard. It's a tough one. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like it. It's just mean. (laughs) They are just mean. You know what it is? They're like little bullies just waiting for you to fail. It's like, oh, look, there it is again. There it is again. It totally is. English just sits there (laughs) waiting to beat us up and humiliate us. It does a good job. Does a good job. You know, every once in a while when I'm not sure of something, I'll pop it into Grammarly. And so just, you know, see what it says. What does Grammarly say? And so the other day I was I was writing an article or a post for the mixed up files of middle grade authors, which will be out tomorrow. But I was writing it and I popped it in over there. And then also Grammarly's rude. Like it comes up in one paragraph. I had ellipses. Is that my, am I saying that right? Yes. And then M dashes. I was able to magically use both in one paragraph. And that's came, pretty good. I know. It came back and it's like unnecessary use. And I was like, you know what? That's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I have found with Microsoft as the years go by and Microsoft Word, which is what I do all of my writing in. As, you know, computing gets more powerful and these these softwares get smarter and Microsoft Word has always wanted me to put in commas. And one of my first books, I remember so distinctly, the copy editor wrote to me in big red letters, did you ever meet a comma that you didn't want to use? And I was like (laughs) traumatized by this. So I pretty much just like stopped using commas. And Microsoft Word is obsessed with commas and it wants to put them in all over the place. And I'm constantly like, there's this tension where I'm saying, no, I'm not putting in the comma because I know you're telling me to, but then I'm going to get yelled at by the copy editor for using too many commas. So it's like this, I have total comma PTSD. Well, it's okay. So Grammarly does the same thing. And I remember like using it and then making sure because I was sending it off to my friend, Anetta, who I talk about a lot. 
And so I had gone through and they had like semicolons everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm supposed to use the semicolon here. So I sent it over to Annette and she's, you know, of course she goes back and she's like, what is happening? Like, why are you using so many commas and semicolons? And I'm like, because Grammarly told me to. It's almost like they get paid by the comma. Right. So they're like, okay, gotta have more. We're getting 10 cents a comma, put in like a thousand. That's so funny. It's not, it's so, not okay. It isn't okay. So yeah, it's there, it's rude over there. I just think they're angry little grammar. Angry police. little AIs. <laughs> I I've actually flipped them off. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> Especially don't tell me that's unnecessary. I just automatically trashed that comment. Well, at Microsoft, I'll I'll say, no, thank you. I do not want your comma that you were trying to sell me on. And then <laughs> it will come back and say, comma, comma. It won't take no for an answer until you, like, shut it down. Yeah. So it becomes a little hostile and aggressive, which is, you know, I don't want hostile and aggressive commas in my life. <laughs> uh, okay. So my next show, The Kate and Abby Show is it's I just started listening to it recently. Well, everything I just started listening to recently. (laughs) And it's really good. It's two sisters that are authors. And they don't like do a lot of fun. Not that sounds mean. They don't do a lot of like chit chat. We're talking, they get right into the business of craft. And it's really good. Like what was the last one? Oh, they were talking about internal conflict, like how important it is Ooh, that's um, good. to driving a story that if you, if your character doesn't have good internal conflict, then nobody cares how about the story. I mean, you could have them, you know, ducking and weaving and doing all these great action things. But if you don't care about the internal conflict of the character, there's nothing to drive the story, which is so true. And so it just it was such a good episode on it. And it just, you know, sometimes you know things, but also when you're starting to write a book and you've forgotten how to, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that character needs internal conflict. So it's just really good podcast on craft. And so that's the Kate and Abby show. And that one, both of these I felt were really good. And that sometimes when you get into these podcasts where it's so dry that you're just like, oh my God, I just, I can't, it's too technical, or you know what I mean? There's, they both have like good personalities and really good information that's compelling and you know that you're going to put it to use. So that to me is really exciting when you find people who are presenting information in such a great way that makes you want to stop and listen, especially when you're at the In-N-Out Burger drive through and... <laughs> like 20 minutes to like kill which p.s that's where I was today (laughs) that is what I'm talking about with these short ones so there's all those transitions that we're making in our days no matter who you are and what you do you're going to have those moments where you can either drift off into social media where you'll just feel sad and bad about yourself because that's what social media does Or you can take just a little bit of these short podcasts or a chunk of the longer one and feel that you've actually gotten something out of your 15 minutes of transition time from, you know, what you were, what you were doing to what you have to do. So I, that's one of the reasons I love podcasts so much is because they feel like a productive way to fill some of this 
empty space throughout the day. I mean, God forbid I just sit down. I sit with my thoughts. I don't want to do that. No, thank don't you. Don't do that. I have one more. I did, I did an extra. This one is called DIY MFA Radio. And it is interviews with authors, agents, editors, and other publishing industry folks. And it's crafted to mirror like an MFA speaking series. So these are longer, deeper conversations with people. This one has had like Emma Straub on and Sarah Dessen. So some big industry heavy hitters, but it goes into much more depth in talking about craft and talking about publishing as a business. So I feel like this one is for when you have a little bit more time, maybe you're driving somewhere far that you can listen to this one. I kind of save these up for my my flights when I'm on an airplane. It's good for that. So that was my my little extra third one. You're always on an airplane. I am always on an airplane. This is the facts. So thank you for tuning in today. And we hope that you will check out some of these recommendations and find them useful. I think I already said it, but we will list all of these podcast titles in our episode notes and also on our Twitter feed so that you can have a reference. Our next episode is dropping December 19th, and that features an interview with screenwriter, producer, and author Sasha Rothschild. We featured her debut novel, Blood Sugar, as a book on Botox a few weeks ago, and I think you will find this a very interesting conversation, especially if you aspire to write outside of novels, if you want to write for TV or you want to write a movie. Um, I suggest you just tune in and listen to that episode when it drops. We are also pausing Writers with Wrinkles for two weeks following the December 19th episode. We will return with new episodes and season two on January 9th. So from us here at the podcast, we want to wish you all happy holidays and a healthy, beautiful new year. And of course, lots of good books to read. So we will see you soon. Bye, Lisa. Bye, Beth. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Writers with Wrinkles. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.